Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, new visa troubles for Fiji Rugby League. The contract saga hanging over the Fiji Sevens team is resolved. And Solomon Islands eye two spots in the knockout rounds of the OFC Champions League. But first, the Royal Tonga Ski Federation's looking to the future after making their Winter Olympics debut in Pyeongchang. Peter Tafua finished 114th in the men's 15km freestyle last week, little over a year after switching from Taekwondo to time on the slopes. The head of sport for the Royal Tonga Ski Federation, Steve Grundman, says he performed above their expectations. Well, it was a fantastic uh, experience. I hope for him as well. I mean, he's uh, uh, definitely now a summer and a winter Olympian, and um, he has done a fantastic race. I mean, perfect uh, pacing, and I think that he also enjoyed it a bit, uh, <laughs> even though it was quite a torture. Yeah, you, you mentioned it was a difficult course. Um, 56 minutes, 41 seconds. Uh, what, what's that like for a time, do you reckon? That was very good. That was actually above our expectations. And um, the the course is really tough. A lot of uh, hills in it, especially the, the first one. And you have to do it twice. It's really long, really dragging. But um, um, he was actually setting his pace very, very carefully. And, um, yeah, he, he was actually also smiling on the meanwhile. So it's... Um, yeah, what what else can you uh, <laughs> uh, can you expect? Yeah, it was was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and going into the race, um, Peter had talked about obviously he wasn't going to win a medal, and and that wasn't why he was there. That being at the Winter Olympics was kind of his achievement already. So um, to to be there to compete in the race, you know, he didn't finish last. He completed the race. Not everybody can say that. Is this success for Tonga? Is this? It, it is definitely, it is definitely. It was not about the, the position um, that we made clear at the beginning. Um, we wanted to deliver a solid performance that he definitely did above everyone's expectations. And uh, I think that he can be very, very uh, happy with the cell, uh, with his race. And um, I think he is also. And um, yeah, Tonga is definitely, and that's, again, it was above our expectations. And he, of course, he wanted to deliver his best performance. This was the toughest race he was ever facing so far. And um, 15K with a lot of hills on a, um, yeah Olympic-worthy uh, course. And um, he managed that very, very well. So um, I think everybody, yeah, everybody who's um, uh, following him or supporting him, if it's Tong and friends, family, or from of the world, um, can be proud of him. And um, only his sixth major race. Yes, yes, yes. He has uh, made only a, a bunch of less than 10 races on snow. So um, we are very, very surprised and very, very happy with, with his performance. That's the head of sport for the Royal Tonga Ski Federation, Steve Grundman. Fiji's participation in the Rugby League Commonwealth Championship is up in the air with a number of players still awaiting visas to travel to Australia. The nine-a-side competition starts on Friday in Moreton Bay, northeast of Brisbane. 
The Fiji men are pulled with Australia, Scotland and Wales, while the women's side have been drawn alongside Australia and Samoa. Men's under-23 coach Joe Rambele Dakui Tonga says the players' visas have been lodged, but they are still waiting for confirmation. At the moment, there's nothing confirmed yet for the team because uh, we're supposed to fly out on Wednesday. At the moment, um, uh, our visa, we're still waiting for fans to lodge our visa, especially the visa for the players. For me, I've got multiple visas, especially for the players that are going to participate. Eh? So, uh, uh, so Fiji have a men's and women's team, but what you're saying is a lot of the players that were selected, their, their visas haven't yet come, is that right? Yeah, so we we have to lodge for their visa for okay. the games on Friday. Was it unable to be done any uh, sooner? Uh, so it's, that's a good question. <laughs> so like, as you know, like after the World Cup, there was a, like no, I, sh- I shouldn't be saying this, like because the when I as I say, like after the World Cup, there was no money left for the like for our preparation for everything to be done for this uh, team because what. We did the trials in December last year, and we asked for assistance if I take, if I can be prepared team from off season in December and January. But uh, after the World Cup, there was no fund left for FNRL, so we've been struggling for finance. And like the new contract, just we just we just signed with Vodafone now with the new contract, and the fund started coming this month. So have the flights for the players been booked? Uh, yes, especially for the boys. If worse come to us, the boys will be leaving on Wednesday and the women's team will be coming on Thursdays. If worse come to us. If not, the team will depart both both on Wednesday. Both teams will depart on Wednesday. Is, is there any risk of either team not competing? Uh, at the moment, everything is done. Like uh, uh, the visa, everything. So we're still waiting for the visa approval. And so is the wor- is the so worst is the worst case scenario with the visas just that it would take an extra day. There's no risk it's going to take any longer than that. Uh, that's that's the problem. Like if it's uh, it's a one day process, then we like or two days, then we can still living on uh, on Wednesday. So it depends on the visa. So we're, like we're just waiting from here, just. Uh, our OGM base here in Fiji. Because okay. we've got all the support letters and everything from NRL. So, so what, so, what is, is, the, is the NRL paying for a lot of it, are they? Like uh, the visa, like we received the funds from Vodafone and we, uh, the visa is sorted. So all we're just waiting now for the, like, the approval of the visa. And uh, for everything, the land cost and everything, like the, uh, uh, Australia is paying for everything. Accommodation and everything for the for the participant countries. Eh? Okay. And the and the yeah. players and the players that you have selected to compete this weekend, um, uh, they all just locally based. Are they all amateur players? Yep. Are they? All local play, All local based players. Yeah. And uh, have any of them played for the Bati before, or? Only two players played for the Fiji resident that uh, tour Canada last year. Okay, and so so is this is this just viewed as a good development opportunity this tournament? What are you what are you hoping to get out of these Commonwealth Nines? Because obviously, previously Papua New Guinea competed four years ago, but this time around, obviously yourselves, Tonga, Samoa competing, so Cook Islands and the women, yeah. so a much bigger Pacific representation. 
for me, like for this, like uh, for me, I have some of these boys are 20 years old. Some uh, it's a development, it's a development pathway for me, especially for the 2021 World Cup. So for these boys, some of them are 19 years old, some of them. So I'm trying to blend this team together for for the. We've got about 30 squad. From this 30 squad, we pick 13 players to come and participate in this uh, in this Commonwealth uh, Festival. So for me, it's a four-year plan like from World Cup to World Cup, so 2018. So these four years, I tried to build up these boys in preparation for the New South Wales Cup next year, like to be involved in the trials. If they selected to be part of that, then it's a bonus. It's a good, it's a good pathway for us, especially in the 2021 World Cup. So us here, this is a good platform, like just to showcase some of our talent here, the young talent in Fiji, expose them in that level. As uh, I heard that we are pulled with Australia, with the likes of Fifi and them. So for me, it's a big, it's a big uh, boost for the boys, especially to go, go and rub shoulders with a big player's name, NRL. It's a development process, especially for, our, for my four-year plan from 18 to 21 World Cup, especially for the young players to be exposed in this level. That's the Fiji Under-23 Rugby League coach, Joe Rambele Dakui Tonga. The contract saga hanging over the Fiji Sevens team has been resolved, with 17 players signing on the dotted line. The new contracts for 2018 were offered to players prior to the World Series tournament in Sydney last month. At the time, coach Gareth Baber admitted the process caused some disruption, but says everything's now been finalised ahead of tournaments in Las Vegas and Vancouver. Yes, uh, obviously we've, we've put a number of contracts, the FIU put a number of contracts out to the players. Uh, there's 17 players now that have signed those contracts. Um, I want to leave a bit of space in there as well because, as you know, for excellent numbers uh, in, in Fiji, there's always tournaments going on in Fiji and there's always talent that's coming out of that. And we recently had the Coral Coast Sevens here in Fiji and there were two players that came out of that one, which I've invited in last week to train with us and they'll continue to train while we're away. And that's positive, you know, to keep that incentive for any Fijian player who's playing domestic Sevens here in Fiji um, to have the opportunity to put his hand up in those domestic competitions and potentially get into a training squad and or pick up a contract. So the 13 players that are headed offshore with you on Wednesday are all signed up? Yes. And uh, just the one change, you talk about consistency, I guess it helps when you've got a pretty consistent squad. You've got uh, Peter Indaveta uh, unavailable, not from his ankle injury, but you've got uh, Wase Nathungu back, so uh, pretty st- stable in that squad there. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, other teams might be at different points, but... For me, obviously, a win in Hamilton, one, there's a reward that you know, the players have done their jobs and they get out and they do it again. Um, but two, there's a pressure to be able to do that again. And that's what I want to see is, is, is mentally and physically that they're able to put themselves in that position again where they deliver what they delivered in Hamilton. And as I said, that's when you get towards somewhere as an individual, as a team, in controlling your own performances and awareness, a self-awareness of what that looks like and and how you manage it on the field as well. So they get the opportunity, but they, they always know they're under pressure by the numbers of Fijians that are playing here in Fiji who always keep the pressure on for that white jersey. And uh, the extra few days over in Tucson, what does that enable you to do with the team that you couldn't do if you just stayed home? There's always distractions around players uh, when they are at home, be it family matters. I mean, I'm a father, you know, my kids in school and picking them up in school and all that sort of thing that goes on. It really, from a selfish perspective, you know, gets them focused on the job at hand. It also enables us, because we're with each other, to communicate a lot better in terms of uh, having more time 
uh, with analysis, having more time with communicating with the players, uh, them understanding their roles and their jobs and the expectations coming into the tournament. But ultimately, it gives us a management time of the players physically and, and obviously in terms of what they provide in rugby-wise as well. And, you know, like Tucson, they, I mean, the, the, the facilities there in the Arizona University are, are second to none. That's the Fiji Sevens coach, Gareth Baber. A.S. Dragon and Solomon Warriors are the latest teams to qualify for the OFC Champions League knockout rounds. The Tahitian club finished atop Group B in Papeete, despite losing 2-1 in their final match against the Solomon Islanders. They joined Vanuatu's Nalkatan FC and Lay City Dwellers from Papua New Guinea, who advanced from Group A. The final two groups kick off this weekend in Honiara and Auckland. Marist FC coach Jerry Sam says the Solomon's side is prepared for a tough start on home soil. So far, uh, our preparation is going on well. We have uh, uh, seven weeks to prepare for this championship straight after the uh, Christmas holiday. So, yeah, for the, for the seven weeks of preparation, I think we do we prepare for this uh, championship, yeah. And I think we, we know that Team Wellington is a good team. It's a uh, tough team to play against, but, like, for us as home with the crowd, I think we do prepare for, for, for the for the face game. Yeah, so Team Wellington obviously have been very strong in the last few years in the competition. Uh, Lupe from Samoa qualified from the qualifying tournament and uh, Magenta are reasonably regular at this competition as well. So, you know, yes. it, so what, what, what do you make of those three teams that you'll be coming up against? Yeah, I think I think at the moment our, our, our focus is uh, for the first game against Tim Wellington, so as like the first game is a grand final for us, so do or die for us with the uh, Tim Wellington because our focus is for us to qualify as well. So we want to make it into the second round. So at the moment, I can't say much about uh, uh, AS Magenta and Ole uh, from Samoa, but the focus is for for Tim Wellington. After we're done with Tim Wellington, then we switch our focus to our next game. So, yeah, I think, like as you were saying, that regularly uh, AS Magenta was the uh, team that they regularly in the in the championship. I think they do have a good team as well. So, uh, uh, the final decision, uh, final whistle will make the decision after the, 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 the two teams. But our focus now is for, for Team Wellington. And, uh, you know, you've got some experience in your squad with the likes of Henry Fa'aroto. He's been around uh, for a long time and he's, he's probably played for most teams in Solomon Islands at some point. What does having someone like him on board bring to your team? Yes, I think uh, Junior Fa'aroto, he gives so much to the, to the team and for his presence in, in, in the, in the Maris uh, team was, was uh, a boost for the players. And I think through his experience and he's been playing with uh, Wellington, some some information that he he gave he gave to the the to the team and to the boys regarding Team Wellington will help us a lot. And uh, twelve months ago, last year, Maris, you came second in your group. Uh, that was over in Tahiti. Uh, so, what did you learn from that year that you hope you can improve on this time? Yeah, I think uh, from the last twelve months, we learned a lot from the, the championship in uh, uh, Tahiti. And this time round, we need to get the team together. Uh, our organization make sure we have to play together as a, as a as a team a plan that we have to execute as a team so 
I think uh, the most important thing for us is to be together as a team. How long will be we gonna uh, play for the last 90 minutes as a team? And uh, obviously Solomon Islands, uh, you've already had one team qualify with uh, Solomon Warriors, uh, you know, getting through uh, at the weekend. Yes. Uh, so, you know, they're obviously one of your rivals. So do you support them, want them to do well, or do you kind of think, oh, no, now we've got to match them? Or Yeah, I think uh, at the moment for the for the qualifiers, they give us a boost as well. And it's a, it's a challenge for us that we have to do our, our best to qualify as well to show what uh, is... Um, improvement in uh, Solomon Soccer. So, yeah, I think for us, we give credit back to them that they done really well to qualify for the uh, quarterfinals. And for us now, we have to do our part. So I think I think if, in, if something turns around, then we play them, then, yeah, who knows? So, yeah, at the moment, I think they, they will support us as well. And uh, for a number of years, it's been just one team qualifying from each group. Now we have the quarterfinals again, so the top two go through. How crucial is that home advantage, do you think, for your team? Like I said, our focus is for 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 the second round. So uh, it's really it's really hard for us. But like I said, uh, we take one game at a time as a as a grand final for us. So so our first game is a do or die for us because you know like. Uh, yeah, we want to we want to as well, and to play against Team Wellington, it's a, it's a tough team to to play against. And um, but like I said, 90 minutes will make the difference. So we'll give a, we'll give our best shot. That's the Marist FC football coach Jerry Sam, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.